This is Doug Mankey for the Green Lantern <laughs> Court Cast. Power up! Or else! Flying through the cold of space, it seems I've yet to find my place. I'm guarding 2814, I don't know why it's chosen me. From the corner of my eye, I catch a glimpse of evil light. You are listening to Corecast, episode 11 for October 2010. And now, the host of Corecast, Frankie Mateo. See what's going on. I'm Frankie, again, the host of the, the cast. Uh, of course, you know Andrew. We also have Brandon, Carlton, uh, Kuhan, and uh, Eric. So basically, you know, we're just going to go around the, around the, um, the call ask you a few questions and uh hopefully we'll just bang this out real quick sure and hopefully i can actually answer all these questions with some kind of i don't know some clarity and, and finesse even though it's you know like my life is just one long string of of a uh, green lantern deadline and short on <laughs> <laughs> all right so basically we i'm just gonna ask you uh you know introductory question uh doug yeah uh, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself uh, man, a little bit about myself. Uh, five foot eleven and quarter. Almost hit six foot at one time. Um, I'm older than I'm young. Uh, I've been working in comics for 22 years, um, predominantly with DC. Uh, actually, 16 years with uh, with DC at this point. Previous to that, uh, Dark Horse. Um, hey, boy, what would anybody really want to know? Uh, guide me here dude um is that enough does that does that say everything or is it really more that you need to know no that's uh, that's funny if you began uh do you like i can't really think of anything off the top of my head like... <laughs> blondes What's brunettes uh, if you could be a tree what type of tree would you be <laughs> i'd be one that's in my way <laughs> relevant good questions anything uh relating to green lantern isn't it yeah what color? Um, oh, damn. I know that. I know the answer to this one. Uh, green, probably. So um, it's an olive. It's an olive. That's what we were looking for. So, anything else? Good man. Yeah. This has been great. Good rap. Yeah, great interview. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm passing it on to uh, to Andrew. Andrew. All right, man. Um, just going down the line here. Between Superman Beyond and you becoming like the last minute pitch hitter for Final Crisis number seven. And the issues of GL that you've been mowing through, uh, it seems like you've developed a reputation as pretty much an artist workhorse. Uh, do you feel this way? And uh, how do you achieve your level of speed and quality? Oh, you know, speed and quality. It, it, it's 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 done generally through desperation. You know, there's <laughs> there's, there's very little point to the uh, the speed unless you can put some degree of quality in there. Um, you seem to pull it off. Yeah, and it, most of the time. I mean, there's some stuff, uh, you know, I've gone through everything that was, you know, within Blackest Night, and there are times that I look at somebody and I go, oh, this is terribly pedestrian, and, you know, I wish I'd tried, you know, harder on these pages. But nonetheless, I, I, I did manage to put I, at least 75% of, of, of good, solid effort into it. That wasn't just speed. Um, and... <laughs> I hadn't intended to do that, you know, when, it, when, you know, getting back to the original question, uh, sort of what happened was I had been relaxing for a while and, um, I'd done some work at Wildstorm and, you know, enjoyed a few projects that probably, you know, were not 
particularly prominent, uh, like Team Zero. And then <clears throat> decided it was time to get back uh, and, and do stuff at DC proper and began began working on a, a Batman Joker story. And uh, I guess they really enjoyed the art so much. I said, hey, why don't we yank Doug off of this project he's enjoying? Let's put him on something else, which just brought me into uh, working with Pete Tomasi, a uh, longtime friend of mine, uh, on, uh, on, on Black Adam. And then... <clears throat> While I was working on that, they had suggested, you know, had, would you like to work with Grant on um, on the uh, Superman Beyond stuff? And yeah, yeah, you don't uh, say don't he, say no to that. No, no, yeah. you know, I'd already worked with him on on Seven Soldiers stuff and Frankenstein, and, and really enjoyed that. I had no idea what I was getting into because it was, you know, it, it, I mean, many people. One of the most common questions people ask me is, you know, what's it like to work with Grant Morrison? And I'm not really sure what they're expecting. Like other people have answered, oh my God, it's impossible. <laughs> you know, but really he, his scripts are very entertaining and extremely detailed, but not just providing detail as to what you're drawing. He provides all kinds of backstory where you don't yeah. even, uh, you know, you don't expect it. And just he, he muses and, and, uh, and builds upon stuff just to give you, you know, clarity and, and let you know what's in we've, his head. And We've heard that... And, uh, We've heard from Philip Tan, I think, uh, who's also worked off some Morrison scripts, that he kind of, his scripts sort of uh, re- require a lot more of the artist to kind of really dig and, and yeah. find what Well, you definitely have to put some thought into it. And, and, yeah, Superman Beyond was, you know, a perfect example of that. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, you know, there was, just, there was just a lot I had to, you know, had to parse through. And then, really, you know, I hadn't been paying a lot of attention to what was going on, and um, I got a call, you know, Eddie Brigands, and he said, would you like to do Final Crisis 7? You know, he could have been saying, you know, do you want to do Daffy Duck? I mean, I really <laughs> didn't know what was going on. Uh, I'm totally honest. I, I, I didn't realize the scope and the, and the magnitude that was, you know, that, that this project had been and, and where it was. And so I just said, yeah, sure. And, um, you know, then I, I, I did a few pages in issue six and, that's when it started to dawn on me. And I said, so why, you know, what's going on here? You know, it's, you know, obviously it had been in the hands of other capable artists already. And, you know, they, they had some deadlines they had to meet and the script was coming in and in, in, uh, in pieces and, mm. and slowly it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't just delivered as script finished and completed. Grant was still working on it. And I said, when you guys need this done? And they said, well, you know, they gave me this impossible deadline. And <laughs> I was thinking, wow, this would be a great challenge and, and you know, a way to really just dive back in. And um, and plus, you know, I get to be attached to this great project. So, you know, I said, I'll do it under one condition. That was that, I know people have heard this story before who've read a little bit about it, but that nobody else helps me. You know, in other words, nobody else draws anything. because so I wanted the, the issue to just be one artist, which would be nice. And, uh, you know, that they give me all the help I need in terms of, you know, digging up reference and, and helping me go through another Morrison script. And that's exactly yeah. what we did. I, I really worked and worked and worked on it and slept very little and, and <laughs> ate tons of pudding cups. I, it, I, I Actually, I, w- I went to the... I, I lived up at my studio for most of the time. I, uh, I went to the grocery store and bought every kind of junk food I could conceive that I would like. And I sat and drew and ate, ate garbage the entire time. And 
Grant kept adding pages to the story, and you know, every time I oh, get geez. ahead of pages, and <laughs> they'd say, "Yeah, well, we got some good news and bad news." We go, "Yeah, what's that? We got more script." And, and I said, "What's the bad news?" Well, he's he's expanding it to you know this many pages. I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, it's coming." But anyway, you know, and even before I was done with that, they, you know, Jeff Johns had put, you know, once again, I mean, who could ever not want to work with a, a writer of this, you know, quality and and, and magnitude and interest and um, you know, they offered me Green Lantern. I said, sure, I love it. You know, I, I didn't realize I was going to be walking into, you know, the, you know, Blackest Night and a huge event, but... Yeah, I had to hit the ground um, run. Yeah, yeah, basically. So that's that's really where this whole thing just got started. And, and you know, I share a studio with Pat Gleason. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd watch Pat go through, you know, script after script, you know, and, and knocking stuff out of the park with uh, with core. And did a great job, and you know. So between the two that's, of us, we're both in the absolute trenches together. It's it's easier doing stuff like that when you got somebody else, you know, right alongside, yeah, that working was, that hard. That was actually my next question: is just uh, what's what's sure. the what's the rapport like with Patrick? Uh, well, you know, we've been when, we've been friends for a long time. Last time we had him on yeah. on the podcast, he said it was pretty cool. It's kind of like a little bit of a give and take, and a little bit yeah. of that was like in the the finale with uh, Mongol and in Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, I got to do something that he really should have been able to do, and uh, you know, I wish that he had he had done a you know, Sinestro versus Mongo. I mean, it it would have seemed appropriate. Yeah, the payoff, um, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, he got to do so many things, and oh, yeah. and often, often I, you know, I always got the better in the stick anyway because I would get semi reasonable moments of you know characters on my pages and, and his scripts are always yeah you know there's a billion black lanterns descending <laughs> upon the core you know just again and again and like, come on pat you know don't draw them all you know <laughs> you don't have to draw everybody you know you can yeah. suggest a few things but i mean you guys are pretty familiar with what he's done and i think he core was just awesome oh One yeah of my favorite titles hands down yeah yeah he uh he impressed me the entire you know the entire way and I know that earlier in the run, you know, he, he put out obviously, you know, great work, but he also had some filling issues and some help here and there. And I think he just got to a point where he just committed himself to not missing anything. I think he said one, yeah. no one I of the best artistic runs at DC in a long time. And it's just been steady. I mean, and there's a reason like Green Lantern Corps is almost neck and neck with, or getting there neck and neck with Green yeah. Lantern as far as. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it's, you know, I, I've always been impressed by Pat, and, and uh, I love his storytelling style. I love, uh, you know, I've been a fan of his ever since uh, you know he started to do comics and got to watch his growth as a as an artist. And you know, he'll always say, you know, I, you know, I, I, it takes him blood, sweat, tears to do a page, and he struggles with every one. And he said, you, you know, you just look at a page and you know you spit on it. <laughs> you know, to me and, there's, and, there's, and there's artwork. I said, yeah, but look what you do. Yeah, you, you can tell by talking to him, he really, really looks up to you like yours. Yeah, well, Everybody thankfully I'm his elder, and so I have a, you know, I get to, I get to hold that over his head, but yeah, <laughs> he, um, you know, he's my buddy. You know, he's like a brother. Um, and we see each other often enough. Uh, yeah. You know, the studio situation was, you know, has been good for both of us. Yeah, that's got to lend itself to a pretty good sense of camaraderie and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I wish, I mean, I don't know what most artists are out there doing, but I, I don't know if they have going on what Pat and I have had. And we have people come up to the studio, friends that are also artists. Uh, Tom Lee occasionally comes up. and um, We have Buddy uh, Clint Holinsky, who's an artist who lives up in Duluth, and he comes down, you know, on occasion. He helps, you know, he's one of my go-to guys when I need some some help uh, finishing up um, an issue of GL. Right. So that's uh, that's me and Pat, man. Unless there's uh, more you want me to say, no, I mean, I could gush for, for a tremendous amount of time, but that's all right. I, uh, next question, kind of a a little bit of a geeky question. Um, sure. How how was your initial approach to say the Green Lantern uniform? It seems like every artist uh, when they come onto the title or any title Green, with Green Lantern, they want to bring their own little nuances to the look of the uniform, yeah. how the en- how the energy looks, the symbol, the constructs, and all that. For example, yeah. when Ethan made the you know, like the end lines on Hal's gloves and boots, somewhat diagonal. You and many others yeah. tend to straighten them out and shy away from things like the projected chest symbol and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's only because I said too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I look at that and I go, no, come on. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. You know, let's just work on this part. It's just been, it's been hell enough, you know, especially during, you know, Blackest Night to think, do I need nuances that would slow me down? Not today, I don't. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> I mean, every every once in a while, Jeff would even write in, yeah, you know, chest symbol, you know, blazing in front. I'd think, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, I, I, there's so many guys who've, you know, the guys have done great stuff and, and you just, you do what you do. You, you look at it and you see what people have done and, and, and you, you try to, uh, you try to, of course, body style and language and all that you bring to a, you bring to a character, and you try to make everything fit appropriately. And um, you know, when it comes to costuming, you know, there's still room for tweaking. I mean, there always is, and I'll start looking at things different, and um, you know, trying to figure out things with his mask or with, uh, you know, do I like, you know, doing the the green aspect of his costume like this, shiny or you know, more sculpted like this or, you know, as far as the, uh, the angles. I mean, sometimes you, you know, especially you get a vision in your head, at least this is what happens to me. And I think, well, this is the way the character looks, you know, even before I've started drawing because I've seen him done by somebody else. Others, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, you're not going to mess too much with, with a, a, a simple costume like that anyway. It's, you know, it's, it's perfect. It doesn't need much. And then you'll see somebody else has done that like this and you go, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I wonder if I could like, change now and, and maybe I can let that creep in. Probably the one that's been the toughest is, is the star Sapphire. Costume oh yeah. Yeah. I know I didn't, I'd look at some reference and it then initially more. Whatever I, yeah. You know, but I think the ref that I originally got or whatever I'd been looking at hadn't looked like that. Mm. And then I saw recently, uh, some drawings, some really nice stuff that I had never seen by Ivan, um, I'm thinking, oh, why didn't somebody send me this to begin with, you know, so I could have looked at it from this perspective. All those covers? And uh, yeah. uh, there's, there's some things that he had, yeah, there's, you know, I'm thinking, oh, that would have added a great deal of clarity what I was trying to do, you know, because then you, you know, once you start doing something, it's not like you can go to the next issue and say, oh, I better fix this right now. You know, you kind of want to do it over time without it being like a jolting, sudden. Right. 
so hey, he didn't do it like that the last time, you know. <laughs> so it's got to be a little gradual. ease up into it. Still right. trying to figure, still trying to figure her costume out, just because it's. I mean, uh, you know, it's just cheesecake costume and and the face, you know, the little face mask. It's just totally thrown me more than once. And, <laughs> um, there's got to be a more, I don't know, proper way. You know, maybe I should just stare at Ivan stuff and figure it out, or um, just go back, just go back and look at everything that's been done. Well, if I could throw a suggestion um, in there, I think it looks nice when it's a little bit, just a hint of like the crystalline, at least to the face part. It looks, looks good. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, you just you know keep me in line. Just let me know. You know, <laughs> like have a have a have a, uh, a star sapphire. Oh. <laughs> You know, old meter, and you can say, "No, dog, dog, the meter's going down, man." You're Blowing about a five it. on this one, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, bring the crystal stuff back up. Yeah, that's about. That's it. You're hitting an eight. You're doing all right. <laughs> uh, my, 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 la- my last question for you. All right, kind sure. of a silly question, but I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, yep. You're a big dude, and you look like you'd, you could kick some ass. And uh, uh, Gleason said, "If you, if we ever called you Doug Monkey, you would flatten us." Okay. Because uh, <laughs> no, he calls me first all the time, and I don't find him. Uh, say, say there's a big DCU civil war, and you had to take on the entire DCU offices. Who would you pick as your DC uh, tag team partner to go into it uh, with the uh, saddles oh, blazing? Now you see, I haven't got, I haven't had a chance to see everybody with their, you know, their, <laughs> their, 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 their abilities and their true, you know, nature coming out of their yeah, fighting yeah. and all that, and. Uh, yeah, it'd be a tough one, man. Like, you know, I'd have to have a friend back, you know, you know, somebody who I knew would just turn their back on me, and you know, so they might not be, you know, it could be Dan Skyver. Yeah, I don't know. Has he got some chops? I don't know. Has he got some some strength yeah. and some skill? He's doing. He's doing. He's doing. He's running like ten miles every couple of days or something. Man, I run up the stairs now and then. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do that stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is the truth. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. you know, for one thing, I, I'm, I'm not a kid. You know, I'm, 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 I'm 47 years old. People say, well, don't say that. Don't tell my old you. I said, like, I can hide it. You know, my hair's almost all white. Um, but uh, I, I've, you know, I'm Minnesota, the Minnesota, Minnesota State weightlifting champion. I was almost a world masters champion. I, I took second place. In uh, Olympic weightlifting, wow. I, I've I've been lifting weights since I was 17, and I did martial arts before that, so it's always been a little bit of a mix. And um, you know, as far as strength, yeah, I, I doubt there's too many comic book artists or writers or any. You know, there's probably blessed few who could probably beat me. You know, in this gym. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, even even my even my you know my good buddy Tom Minion, You know, I still got like 100 pounds of body weight on him, yeah. and. Uh, I think we'd you know, be t- we'd be we'd be tapping out pretty quick. Yeah, like but you know I've been sitting in this chair for so long. I've been sitting in this chair for so long. This this is my advice if anybody <laughs> wants to take me out. Just run around <laughs> me in circles until I get tired because you know, like sooner or later, you know, it, it, swinging these big arms around would just cause me trouble, and I would just get tired. I just sit down. You know, it's more trouble <laughs> than it's worth. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, yeah, I, I'm more of, I, I, it's like I'm a weightlifter first and a comic book artist second. Definitely not the way it usually works. Oh. <laughs> well, that's all I got for you, man. I'm going to pass it back to Frankie. Frankie? All right, Frank. Yeah. What do you got? We're going to move on to Brandon. All right, Brandon. Brandon. All right. Um, you said it was 
it was pretty good working with Grant. So, as a big Seven Soldiers fan, can I yep. expect any more Frankenstein from you soon? You know, I boy, I wish I could say yes because that's the one thing that uh, you know people do ask me. What would you like to do? Um, you know, in the future, and and that's that's. Uh, probably one of the number, you know, there's, there's just a, a very, not even, you know, five things if I could think of off the top of my head, but one of them is I would love to do more Frankenstein with Grant. I, I, I love the seven soldiers stuff. Uh, I love the whimsical nature of the stories. You know, they're just fun. They were so easy to draw because of that. Um, you know, I'd love to put more work into it and, you know, in the, in the perfect world. And, I just said, you know, I know Grant's busy. I know that, you know, one of these days I'm going to, somebody's going to have to pin him down and say, would you like to do more of this? And I'm sure he already has a plan. Um, Grant always has a plan. And uh, it'd be great if it includes me, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I thought it was cool, and I think that it's it's a totally untapped opportunity. I wish it included me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Well, um... I, I, I guess when I next time I see him, I'll pass on the word that that needs to happen. Um, yeah, no, it's cool, man. I, it's it was a it was one of the it was one of the funnest projects I've I've worked on in comics in my twenty two years. There's no doubt about it. Um, I never thought. I mean, I always liked Frankenstein, but I didn't realize Frankenstein could be that much fun. Yeah, I hated him before before that series. Like it never crossed my mind until. Those issues, it was, it was it was mind blowing. That whole series was amazing. Yeah, isn't it cool? I mean, it really was. Uh, I, and I had no idea what I was getting into. And 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 also, uh, you know, a little note about you know Grant. He's 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 an artist. He can draw as well. And uh, you know, he he basically designed the you know the the look um, of uh, Frankenstein and and uh, the gun itself. And um, you know, so he. he it definitely made it easy for me to just step right in and have some really cool stuff to work with. I got to, I got to design uh, the lady Frankenstein from his description, but uh, the Frankenstein monster itself and, and how he uh, wanted to look, uh, you know, how he was dressed was uh, pure grand. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Well, we know that uh, Jeff Johns is pretty super high on the comic writing totem pole right now. Uh, yep. Is there any other creator out there that you're yearning to work with? You know, um, you know, I'd, I'd have to go back to some of the guys I've already worked with, and uh, it's, for example, you know, just talking to, just talking about the Frankenstein project. You know, I mean, work with Morrison again, and um, I, I enjoyed very much working, uh, you know, with my my friend Pete Tomasi when we, you know, when we uh, did Black Adam. You know it. It's it's almost always number one. You know, great writers can bring great things to you know to just about any idea. But you know, when you bring the right idea to me, and it's it sounds exciting. As you know, no matter who would be the one who would be writing it. Um, even uh, you know, I'm collaborating with my my old friend who I haven't spent. Uh, it's been years since we did anything. Uh, you know, John Akuti or um, you know, I think of uh, you know the little. I worked with Garth Ennis just, you know, in a very limited capacity. And, you know, that was great. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's a pretty big list of, of writers out there. And, 
if, if you approach with the right project, then it becomes exciting. How's that? Great. <laughs> um, well, as a younger artist, back in yeah. your youth, your, I don't want to say your prime because that'll, that'll piss you yeah. off. <laughs> um, don't worry about it. And we, we don't want that. Hey, if I had a prime, I don't know. It might have passed me right by. <laughs> um, yep. What artists did you look to for an inspiration? Um, I, when I think of the people who've inspired me, you know, directly, and a lot of that was even before I was even coming close to working in comics. Uh, you know, I, I was an artist always you know, as a little kid growing up. It was, you know, it's always been a part of me, but, uh, I grew up reading comics in the seventies and frankly, just about everybody who worked for Marvel at the time, I would have to voice as an influence. You know, I, I love most of the stuff I saw. Um, you know, the way from, uh, you know, Ramita and then, and, uh, you know, Mike Plug doing, uh, you know, Swamp or not Swamp Thing, Man Thing. Um, um, I enjoyed, uh, you know, Galassi on Mast, you know, Shang-Chi Master Kung Fu. That, that, that used to really get me, uh, one that was a huge influence was, um, was, uh, Barry Windsor Smith doing, uh, the original Conan stuff. Uh, that, that Marvel put out and, you know, I think he did like 20 issues and then, um, you know, he did, you know, a few things after that, perhaps I, I, I don't remember, but you know, he was a big influence. And then there was, uh, um, uh, Gil Kane. I, I love Gil Kane's work. Um, he, uh, you know, and, and one that I always like, I like to bring up cause I was a huge Hulk fan was Herb Trimpey. And, you know, you never see Herb Trimpey's work really, you know, reflected in what I did, but he was, he was an artist I admired. I always loved his Hulk stuff. And I, I, I read, uh, you know, all of it really. And then, um, there was, uh, you know, as I got a little older, I, I saw, you know, some of the European stuff and, you know, like Mobius, of course, being a perfect example. And, um, and then, uh, I would say that, uh, I mean, as far as a non-mainstream comics, you know, in the, in the U.S., it would be Rich Corbin was a big influence because um, uh, I don't know, I, I just loved his uh, his approach to storytelling and his lighting and um, you know his use of uh, kind of cinematic techniques in his uh, in his storytelling. I mean, I could go on and on. You know, the, the ones that the ones that have really stuck were the ones that I probably listed. But I could keep, you know, I could just keep listing, uh, you know, guys. You, you see anything like, I, you know, I remember looking at the Hernandez brothers and, you know, Jamie Sheila doing Tank Girl. And, uh, and then when getting to the more modern guys, uh, this, you know, big guys who brought a whole new approach and uh, created, you know, their, the, what would be kind of like the modern comic telling sensibilities, you know, like Jim Lee, he was fantastic, still is. I consider him kind of like, the, you know, the, the father of modern comic book uh, storytelling and the stuff that he brought. And so you look at all of this as an artist and you still end up drawing how you do. Um, you know, I like to play with lighting when I get a chance and, you know, I like to do a lot of things. It's, it's, it, it gets reflected in, in different ways that I draw. So the different influences have a different chance to come out. Um, uh, is that a, a fairly, fairly detailed and, at the same time, sort of convoluted answer to the question. I I think it works. You know, <laughs> All right, it, it, it'll work. Um, 
just two know. quick questions here. Um, could you give us something? Can you give us like a description of what those Green Lantern dinners are like during cons when you finally meet up with Jeff and Eddie and Adam? <laughs> how how much of it is business and how much of it is just just drinking out with the guys? It's well, I would say it's 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 far less work. You know, I mean, we discuss things that have been going on, but I think most most of the time, you know, they when it really comes to the story stuff, you know, and the, and the work that has to go into plotting all that, those guys lead that, you know, in New York where they, where they get together and they do it. But we discuss things regarding the comics a little bit, but for the most part, it's just pure entertainment, you know, having fun, uh, you know, getting to know each other better. And, you know, cause you know, frankly, you don't, you know, I, don't have a, a, an opportunity to get to know Jeff unless I'm sitting down talking to him. You know, the guy's incredibly busy and we do spend some time on the phone chatting and, uh, you know, he just, he, from when I started working with him on, on, on GL, you know, he's, he's increased his workfold by at least double, you know, with his, you know, his executive position at DC. And, you know, I, I can only imagine just, I, I have no idea when he sleeps, let's put it that way. <laughs> so uh, when you catch up with a guy like that at the convention, yeah, you know, if you get a chance to sit down and, and relax, it's, it's not going to be about work, you know, as little as possible. It's going to be like, uh, hey, you know, get to know you. Um, and then, you know, the, the editors, well, they're always out for a good time. Those guys, you know, and Adam Schlagman, and Eddie Berganza, <laughs> they need a break from it. You know, last thing I want to do to bring the con is strictly work. Those are for breakfast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you get together with an editor during a convention at breakfast while everyone's mind is, you know, just still just a little bit, you know, big from the night before and you're tired. And, <laughs> and it seems reasonable to talk about work at that point. But, the, you know, by the time night hits, then, you know, uh, there's, there's other things to be done. Next time I see you at a con, whether it be New York or San Diego or Emerald yeah. City, I'm going to ask you, can I join you for this dinner? And uh, I don't expect a no. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what you do is, you know what you do is, you just blend into the crowd. You just walk in. You just, you just become part of the group. I'm not kidding. There's a guy, I won't even mention his name because he's professional at this point. And he's a, he's a buddy. But uh, when he was, when he was young and, and, uh, and, and focused on getting into business, I'm not kidding. He would show up. He'd go to dinners. Uh, I went to a dinner with a bunch of guys, and, and like wow. this guy, he, it's awesome. He ordered the lobster. You know, he had the guts to order the lobster. <laughs> so, so, and people, wow. and, and he's right in there. You know, he's chatting with everybody. Yeah, you know, blah 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 blah. And wow. uh, afterwards, everyone goes, "Yeah, so who was that guy? Was he with you?" He goes, well, I, did, I, did you invite him? You. No, I didn't invite him. I, f- yeah, I feel he came I, along. I feel obligated to point out that uh, I'm sorry to butt in, uh, but you, you are talking to. Cutmaster Brandon West, uh, he actually ha- helped us cut to the front of the line for the Green Lantern uh, teaser trailer at San Diego well, and uh, people, other other yeah. attractions as well. Well, that's an awesome skill to have. <laughs> also, that fan was be, me. Should be pointed out. Uh, we call him uh, Supercuts. <laughs> that fan was me. Thanks for the, thanks for the lobster. It was delicious. Hey, if you can, anyone who can get a lobster, uh, you know, and, and, and be uninvited, I think that they're on <laughs> more the right power to them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
right. Well, um, let me finish up just by asking, pleading, actually, if you can give our fans and the thousands of GL fans out there a nice little cryptic tease of what the War of the Greenlanders would be about. Boy, you're asking me. I wish I could tell you. I to be totally 100% honest. Maybe from a visual know. standpoint. I it, this is this is the one uh, out of all the things that's that's going on. I, I'm totally in the dark about as as to what's happening. I, I you know I I couldn't even make an assumption, and because I, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen a breakdown of the of the uh, of the stories. You know, unlike unlike with Blackest Night, which you know I had I had somewhat of an idea what was happening all the way to the end, and what the conclusion was going to be. I don't I don't even I don't even know. So I'm just like everyone else. I, uh, I sit with total ignorance, and uh, <laughs> I can honestly say that I don't know. All right. Let which me, is, let me... uh, which is which is kind of cool because when I say that in in the past, you know, I might say I don't know, but actually, I really do. <laughs> wow, being kept in the dark side. I want to ask one thing, just to see, even if you do or do not know this, is to clear up one of these things that's been been like destroying the internet now. Even if you do not know it, even if you do know it, at the con, I was in the New York Comic Con uh, recently. I heard yep. Jeff Jones, my own ears, say right after the events of what Brighters and whatever, he said, hey, "Stay tuned for when uh, the the next big event is going to happen. When Kyle, when uh, how Jordan is going to fight Guy Gardner." That's what he said. That's what I heard. The internet of Fernie's blowing up the fact that it's going to be How versus Kyle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know more than I do then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, fair, so. fair enough. I mean, it's, you know, I, how compute, you know, why does anybody tell me this stuff, you know? <laughs> I should, I should have been given it. Sh- down at the desk and draws. That's what we're here. Yeah. <laughs> It tells you how simple my days really are. <laughs> I got people email, you know, the people messaging me. Hey, did you hear this? No. Wow, did you hear that? You know, you know, DC is, you know, they, they're moving the offices bunch out to, you know, Burbank. No. <laughs> what do you think I do? You think I sit with my fingers on the pulse of of uh, of the DC nation? No, I'm busy drawing. <laughs> no, nobody calls me up. Nobody sends me a memo. <laughs> Doug is busy. Don't bother him with this crap. Jeff, Jeff doesn't text you every day? What's that? Jeff doesn't text every day like, hey, C- CCO says, colon. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, uh, you know, maybe I'm just not that well-liked. I, maybe <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. I should be I should be in some loop that I know everything. But Maybe uh, they're scared of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, some of them are. But they're, they're scared of me, but in a kind of a nice way. <laughs> Well, all right, Brandon, Brandon, you already um, finished your questions? Yep. All right, I'm going to move on to Eric. Eric, I know you got a few questions for, uh, for Doug here. All right. First, I just want to say I want to harp and talk about Frankenstein all the time, but I, I do want to say that I was uh, absolutely blown away when I read it. I think uh, I don't, I'm not just rubbing off here. It's just specifically I don't – it's just – I. it's like when I read it, it was it just – it's like the perfect synthesis of like just uh, dynamism and, and lighting and, and your colorist on that series is really awesome. Sometimes you've had bad luck with inkers, I think, but uh, it just really worked out. And I mean, Brandon mentioned your prime before, but honestly, like 
uh, ever since you got on, ever since that, it's been like, I mean, Green, every issue of Green Lantern is knocking out of the park. I mean, I've been looking at your stuff since I was reading The Mask back in the day, and uh, just, I mean, you're better than you've ever been, which is awesome, man, so uh, good for you. <laughs> I mean, you, even Thanks, like sir. Jack Kirby kind of fall apart when they get a little older, so uh, I guess my first question is, will you marry me? But um, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's already but been done, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, <laughs> did you say what I marry you? Yeah, yeah. If that's if that's all right, I don't know if you're into that. Uh, but no, no, I'm just asking you. But um, yeah, even if I was, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm totally spoken for, you know. But you know, uh, it's it's nice. It's nice to be considered, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do next here. Consideration. Yeah. Next next time I see you, right, I feel I feel unca- I feel extremely warm and and, and fuzzy right now. <laughs> well, good. You should. It's really like you know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm the cast every week. I just like every time a freaking new issue of Green Lantern comes out, I just battle for like a half hour about how. Gorgeous is, and I'm in love with it. I am, but anyway. Um, no, no, really. You know what? I mean, thanks. I, let me let me just say that truly, thanks. Uh, and and you know, I, I'd say actually now, post Blackest Night, um, you know, I, I think I think I'm firing on all cylinders at this point. And the only thing that I wish we had was that the dead, that the deadlines weren't as tight as they are, so we had more wiggle room where where Incan is concerned. And that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, that's, that's nothing that's going to change anytime really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, though we're trying to figure out ways to, to gain more time. And, you know, uh, I mean, right now it's, it's really a, it's, it's, it's a matchup that's fairly good, you know, with, uh, with me doing as absolutely as little inking as possible and, uh, you know, Christian and, uh, Key Champagne and, um, you know, Keith has just been a really good go-to guy lately because you know he's, he's a top-line professional about it and and he also can he can get it done you know if we if we hand him a batch of pages and they have to be done right away then he, he gets them done and they they look like they've been done you know there's finesse and then christian is the uh, the consummate artist and and refuses to do anything fast but you know every page that he does is is gorgeously inked and 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 uh and and finished so between the two of them, you know, we get a good product, and that that looks pretty homogenous. You know, I, I it's it's always the best if if everything looks perfectly seamless through a story, and um, I mean we all know that, but you know, right now this is just how we have to do it. But hopefully we'll be able to pick up some some or, you know get a little distance between deadlines. Um, it's just going to require a tremendous amount of penciling on my part. And if it works out, then you know, I'll be able to pencil two uh, two issues in one month, and that'll that'll gain us a little room. Wow. So that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's one of those things. But it's funny because you and Pat Gleason are so close. And uh, I mean, uh, you guys have. A, I mean, you want to say a similar style, not really that kind of like splatter punk. And I don't want to be cliche and say like heavy metal style. But when you were talking about your influences before, I totally saw where you're coming from. It's like. You're like Paul Galassi had a baby with Richard Corbett. That's exactly what it's like. I mean, you're a little different. Patrick Gleason's a bit more like that. But it was, I mean, when you guys were drawn during Black Tonight, it was like, it was amazing. I couldn't believe DC got like the two biggest guys on this title. It was really just, anyway. But But you'll have to wait until episode number 13 to see the continuation and conclusion of the Doug Monkey interview. Stay tuned, folks.
this magic green It is the color green It can do anything Sometimes it speaks to me It says how What have you done with your life People around you keep dying Use your will to right the wrong And don't make us wait for too long <laughs> Check maybe, it just maybe. to make sure. Unless he's fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, how would how, that even work? Fucked with us. Uh, maybe he typoed. That's the fucking right number. <laughs> oh, we got fucking screwed. Wait, hold on. Do you guys need to put one in front of anything or anything like that? He did. Yeah, he, he did. What else? Is there something <laughs> else I should say? Give me some uh, shit to say. <laughs> Come on. Oh, a lot of people like to add the power up at the end, but. Power up! You, you, you can make it. So you can, you can make it. Agree with the core cast. How about you. how about uh, or I'll or I'll kick your effing ass. <laughs> or up or I'll kick your effing ass all over the effing comic book world. How about that? That that's good. That's good. <laughs> no, nah, that's, so, that's so violent. <laughs> that, that's a little. Maybe that's a little over the top. So violent. Uh,